the Building Better Relationships Journal and Meditation. We created the Building Better Relationships Journal and Meditation so you can magnetize the better relationships you want and focus on the positive role that you have in creating a better life through your relationships. We are excited for you to discover the gold within you that can help you manifest the love we all crave. The Building Better Relationships Journal has coaching questions that help you listen to the truth of what you want and what helps you to be empowered in love. The Building Better Relationships Meditation is designed to strengthen your heart's ability to be that change you wish to see in the world. Why not download it now and think of it as a gift to those you love? If you love journaling and meditation, this is for you. Welcome to Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work with Angela and Patty podcast. This is Patty, a leadership and work-life balance coach from Arizona, USA. And this is Angela, love and relationship coach from Sydney, Australia. And we are building better relationships with you. Sharing new perspectives on being heart-centered at home and at work. So you can draw on your inner power to make your relationships and the world a better place to be around. Welcome to Building Better Relationships at Home and at Work with Angela and Patty. In this podcast episode, we will have a special guest, Joseph McGuire of Clear Sight Communications. Joseph McGuire has taught the ancient Chinese skill of face reading and body language since 1985. Initially to healthcare professionals as diagnostic and communication tools, he qualified and practiced as a holistic therapist in several modalities for 30 years. More recently, Joseph has added skills from the fields of negotiation, interrogation, and elicitation. His primary focus has been on assisting clients with C-level interviewing, negotiation, executive communication, client profiling, and sales team communication skills. Joseph has worked with clients in pharma, aviation, TV, financial services, among others. He has now developed the Behavioral Negotiation Program for Business Leaders. This provides in-depth understanding of their communication patterns and how they are perceived detailed insight into behavioral patterns of their counterparts and real-time assistance in the reading room. He's highly experienced in the role of confidential, impartial, and unbiased observer, and NDAs are a standard part of client relationships. He has three adult children and currently lives with his partner in Dublin, Ireland. Welcome, Joseph. We're so glad to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for the invitation. Absolutely delighted to be here. Joseph, please tell us and the listeners about you and why you are passionate about what you do. 
Well, as as you just heard, I am I am Irish. I live in Dublin. Um, and as a small child, I was reading people. I just intuitively knew stuff about people. I just assumed everybody else was doing it. If it was obvious to me, I figured it must be obvious to everybody else. And it took a while before I realized that was not the case. Um, so people for me have just been are just endlessly fascinating. And the the amount of information we convey and we communicate without speaking a single word, without moving a muscle, is to me, um, yeah, it's just it's it's just something I'm passionate about and, and understanding it and helping. And really what I'm ultimately about is helping people create exceptional relationships because one of the big challenges we all face is communicating effectively. It's one thing to speak the same, technically speak the same language as somebody else, but so often we're not actually speaking the same language. What, ha what often happens is we speak across people or we speak at people rather than speaking to them in the way they process language and the way they absorb information. So what I'm what I'm really about, whether it's helping people with their personal or their professional lives, whether it's sales, negotiation, intimate relationships, it's all essentially the same. It's all about helping you understand who it is you're speaking to beyond the title, beyond the qualifications, beyond the masks we wear as well, and really create create a bridge, build a bridge so that you are connecting with the real person and you are being the real you in the process. That's a really big topic, the real you and knowing what that is. So can you share how do we communicate from a place of authenticity and relaxed confidence and clarity? There's a lot there, but maybe yeah. you can address them each or if they're all together as a an ensemble. Yeah, it's I guess it's a process. It's not a it's not something that we necessarily just sort of do off the top of our heads, no pun intended. We we need to we need to look inside. We need to take time to look inside, recognize who we actually are beyond the conditioning that I guess all of us have, have, have grown up with and the condition of that conditioning that's been, if you like, imposed upon us through our our parents, however well-meaning they may have been, our educational system, etc. And there's, for me, there's an essence within each of us. And it's like, a, I would describe it as like life wants to speak through us. And it's, it's going, it's going inside, it's connecting with an inner silence, it's, it's going into, I guess, meditation in whatever form, and connecting with that that spark within that 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 element that energy within that wishes to express itself, and I'm talking about I'm talking about um, I'm talking about an, an energy of kindness. I'm talking about a, a a loving energy, a positive energy. What is it that inspires us? That makes us feel really good. That we sense that that life is that life has a magic to it. And when we even begin to connect with that. And we allow ourselves to be in that place. Then when we speak from that place, when we present ourselves from that place, when we carry ourselves with that energy, then we're communicating authentically. And it doesn't mean that we're necessarily happy all the time, because for most of us, that would be a fallacy. There are times when we're going to feel a bit low or we're going to feel upset for whatever reason. But it's to show up in a way that's real, 
not make excuses, not um, not pretend to be other than we actually are, but to trust that when we really connect with that essence within, that that's what is required of us, that that's the best we can be, that's the best we can offer at that time. And when we do that, what we typically find is that the people we're meeting actually meet us in that place. Mm. And particularly, one thing I have found particularly, it may sound very, very simple, but particularly when we greet other people with a full, genuine smile, it triggers a response, an internal response in them that allows them to open. It allows them to just kind of relax, even if it's not a visible indicator it allows them to relax within they know we're not a threat in any way and it just gives them an unconscious a, a silent permission to show up as themselves as well oh that that is really beautiful joseph thank you for sharing that it hasn't always been. Uh, it hasn't always been the case. I must be honest. Now, it has been a journey to reach that point myself, and to appreciate that, and to I guess particularly to appreciate kindness and how incredibly powerful and I guess invaluable and necessary kindness is, both for ourselves, but also then again in terms of our relationships, personal and professional. Yeah, I can see that, you know, being kind is the most important part of any relationship, having kindness given to you and showing kindness back. What is face reading called Ming Shung, and sorry if I pronounced it wrong, <laughs> and how do you use it in your work? Okay, well, my my partner is Chinese, and when when I attempt to pronounce it, she kind of looks blankly at me, but it's something like Mian Chung. And Mian Chung is a, a very, it's an ancient Chinese tradition. It's at least 3,000 years old. The, document, the documentation goes back that far. It has been used in Chinese business, Chinese medicine, and Chinese politics over that period of time. And the understanding is that our static facial features reveal a huge amount of information about personality, behavior style, communication patterns, um, parental influences. Like for example, the, the right side of the individual face reveals the, our information about our relationship with our mother and the genetic influence of our mother and her lineage. The left side of the the individual face reveals information about the relationship with the father and the genetic influence from his lineage. Um, we also then have the, the right side of the individual face reveals the public persona, the left side reveals the private persona. So there are many, there are many layers, and then each of the face, each of the individual features has many variations. So depending on the variations, it provides information about specific aspects of the personality and then particularly when we combine the different features we form a composite picture of who the person actually is as opposed to again the persona and the mask we so often wear 
And Joseph, uh, how do you use that face reading in your work? Yeah, there are a number of applications, particularly of, of more recently. I've, I've done a, I've used it in a lot of different ways, but more recently, I use it in the negotiation space. I use mm -hmm. it to help people. Uh, well, when I'm working with with a client in that space, what I do is I profile them first of all, and I I I help them to recognize exactly how they come across in their interactions. I profile their actual or potential counterparts in a negotiation so they know again exactly who they're going to be meeting and how they're likely to behave again beyond the title and credentials etc um, i work with sales organizations to help them read their actual their current or potential customers and i um not so much of late but certainly prior to the the whole pandemic i would i would have done more of this where I'd be uh, sitting in on interviews for senior level roles. And typically I would be introduced as a colleague or an associate. So the candidates wouldn't know exactly who I am. Wow, sneaky face reader in the room. <laughs> Great strategy. And I wanted to ask you about the smile again and kindness. And I'm thinking about your experience with the Chinese traditions and understanding body language as a evolutionary um, way that we communicate, where where did the smile become part of our human condition? I know chimpanzees and other apes do it as well, but sometimes their smile is for different purposes. But do you have anything to share about how the smile was brought into our human conditioning as a way to connect or communicate or establish perhaps better relationships? I don't honestly know where where it began. I, I simply don't know the history, but I know what we what we refer to as the Duchenne smile, which is the full smile where the eyes are engaged as well, because you can get a social smile, which is just essentially the mouth, but the eyes are not engaged. But when you have the full Duchenne smile, where the, where the face lights up and the eyes sparkle as well, um, that, that relates to the work of a, I think he was a Belgian neurologist of the late 19th century. Um, and he, he used electrodes on uh, mental patients, where, which is not exactly the dumb thing nowadays, but uh, to, to demonstrate the difference in smiles. And it has been demonstrated in, in uh, the world of neuroscience that when we give that genuine Duchenne smile, it triggers a mirror neuron response in those we meet. And uh, even if that response is not visible externally, it, it, it's, it's, it appears chemically within their body. It triggers a hormonal response in the body so that they feel at ease with us. I find that fascinating that as a species, we've evolved this communication strategy that triggers a neurobiological effect and a hormonal effect. So what are the what are some strategies to better communicate with understanding? Well, one of the one of the big things I've learned over the last number of years is is listening and using silence. Because so often we talk and talk and talk, and a lot of what we say is actually 
oral white noise. Because again, if we're not paying attention to the person we're speaking to, and when we don't understand how they need to be communicated with, we're really just making noise. One of the one of the, one of my favorite sayings is from it's attributed to um, George Bernard Shaw, who was a famous Irish writer of the, the last century. And the, the quote is that the greatest illusion about communication is that it has happened. So learning to attune our verbal communication to how the person we're speaking to actually processes and absorbs information is very important. And one of the one of the visual clues there, one of the immediate visual clues there is their eyebrows. Eyebrows reveal a lot about how people actually process information. So for example, if the if the eyebrows are essentially straight across, then these are people who like information presented in a very logical, linear, structured manner. Where if the eyebrows are more, more, more curved and more rounded, these are people who are people-centered. They want you to connect with the feeling side of them. They want you, they want you to connect with who they are rather than what they think or what their role is. Um, the people who have got very thin, naturally very thin eyebrows, like information in small bites. So if, if somebody's got very thin eyebrows and you just talk and talk and talk at them, they feel overwhelmed. It's just too much information. So they'll, they'll shut down. Whereas if you, if you've got somebody with very thick eyebrows, such as mine, and you only give them a snippet of the information, they may feel you're shortchanging them. Are you deliberately leaving something out? And then there's the, then, as I say, there's the listening bit, making sure you actually listen, but not just listen to what they say, listen for how they say it. And are there changes in tone, changes in the rhythm of the speech, which may indicate they're holding something back or there's something else they want to say that they, they're not quite ready to reveal. Very helpful. Thank you for sharing yes. those. And it's very insightful. Please share with us and the listeners about how, about helping clients with personal transformation. So you help people with their personal transfer, transformation. Yeah, absolutely. I was a therapist for like 30 years. Oh. And one of the things I learned many, many years ago is that most people, in fact, I would say pretty much everybody has some issue that they feel insecure about. And the only, the only people who maybe don't have an issue that they feel insecure, insecure about are probably psychopaths. So everybody else has some issue. And most people, and this is, this is not something I can validate scientifically, but this is just from my own observation and from discussion with, um, with a lot of, a lot of colleagues and, you know, when I was in that therapy space is most people actually lack confidence. They can present a front of confidence, but most people have a distinct lack of confidence somewhere. And so what I'm about is helping people recognize their true gifts, their true talents, helping them to bring, helping to bring those out. So I will do a profile of a client, for example, and I will, I will help them identify what are the real strengths. 
what are the 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 I would describe it as like uh discovering or uncovering their inner diamond and it's it's helping them to to really connect with that to recognize it and they usually recognize it but they've kind of underplayed it or undervalued it or they've been taught to undervalue it in many cases so it's helping to bring that to the surface and when it, when that happens you see the eyes light up people start to sparkle and and it's like they're they, again there's like a now now i now i now i can set it free and what usually follows from that is they report changes in their relationships issues that were issues in the relationship are no longer there because they're behaving differently they're carrying themselves differently and angela you asked a few moments ago about calm confidence they present themselves they carry themselves with calm confidence so a lot of stuff that used to just get under the skin a bit or a lot no longer bothers them they're not taking things personally so that's that's a that's a fairly it's a general but a typical kind of example of a transformation that that i would expect to see it's really interesting that without recognizing that inner diamond or that authentic part of the self you can't really communicate <laughs> you can't really connect because you're not recognizing the self so that's great realization yeah there are levels there are levels of communication obviously and when we recognize like it's it's an extraordinary miracle for any one of us to be here when you think of the 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 number of ancestors we've got and how like getting into the getting into the chemical interchanges that happened between our ancestors for each of us to appear and all the all the the possibilities that didn't happen it's quite extraordinary for any one of us to be here and when we recognize that we recognize that life is actually something magical and miracle and miraculous and life wants to express itself through us and when you know the, there's the what is it the um marianne williamson quote that's often attributed to nelson mandela about it doesn't and i forget i forget the exact wording but it's it's not it's it, it it's 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 something along the lines of i know we're selling ourselves short by playing small so when we when we hide when we hide who we are and again there's all sorts of conditioning behind it when we hide who we are we're not allowing that miracle we're not allowing the magic to really express itself but when we recognize it and accept it and accept it with gratitude and we allow it to emerge we allow it to express that transforms our communication it transforms our relationship and we become so much more relaxed mm. and when we relax when we truly relax people just gravitate towards us it's very insightful to understand or reflect that there's layers of communication and so what you're sharing about that really 
profound miracle of being able to share the miracle of being here with someone that that's this sort of most um highest form of communication or the best best part of being here on earth but there are other layers of communication and I think that's where some people get a bit disappointed or confused so I'm wondering how face reading might help with better connection in relationships between people yeah, that's something that came up a lot for me. We I, In Ireland, we had the longest lockdown in Europe. And I wasn't looking for this particular kind of work, but a lot of people who were in relationships realized that they were having to spend a lot more time in close proximity to people they thought they knew and loved than they were accustomed to and realized they had issues. So... What I typically would do there, I would arrange a Zoom call or a Skype call. I would have them send me photos of the person or the people they were having the challenges with. And then I would bring those photos up on a screen um, and talk about the... I made it very clear I was not a relationship counsellor. I made that very, very clear. But I could help with the behaviour patterns and the communication styles. So I would talk about the, the challenges they faced the dip, by having different communication styles, particularly under stress. And, this, and the stress levels were obviously really escalated by suddenly being in lockdown and being very confined. So I would talk about the, the stress patterns, the, 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 if you like, the default stress patterns. And then I would talk about the natural communication styles of each of them. And obviously, if it was for the, the person who was who was there for the session, I would talk about, look, you're the one who's here. You're the one who has to adapt. You can explain this to your partner or to your, your housemate or whatever, but the, you're, since you're the one who's here, you're the one who has to adapt your behavior. And you have to recognize this is their default setting. So if you want a, a constructive relationship with them, this is how you need to go about it. And again, it's just going through static facial features and recognizing, you know, for example, like I mentioned about the eyebrows there, and then you can talk about things like if somebody has a has a has very thin lips, they're going to be head over heart. Where if somebody has more more naturally full lips, they're going to be more emotionally expressive. If somebody has like narrowed eye, naturally narrowed eyes, they're going to be more emotionally emotionally withdrawn. Where if somebody has big open eyes, they're going to be more hand on heart, you know, their heart on sleeve. So a lot of there are a lot of very obvious visual clues and cues there, which you can use to help people recognize, okay, this is this is this is your natural way of, of being, and this is their natural way of being. And to bridge the gap, this is how you need to adapt. And it's recognizing the, the importance of adaptability. So with that, Joseph, could you give like a quick little face reading of Angela? Just a quick one. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, the first thing you notice, well, I, 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 the first thing I'll start with is Angela's eyebrows. And you notice 
at the at the beginning of the eyebrow here it's much thicker and it's very tidy so that tells me about angela is before angela starts anything she needs to be very organized so being organized and fully prepared is very very important so if you want angela to do something for you give it to her in a tidy bundle not don't present her with chaos because that just doesn't suit her at all so that's the first thing and if you want to communicate with angela communicate with clarity don't jump from topic to topic to topic again that will just drive her demented so you'll lose her attention very very quickly so there's a couple of things from from eyebrows you'll notice her her nose is well formed so that tells me that she's a, she's a, she's actually a very strong character. And I don't say nice things for the sake of it, by the way, but it tells me that she's a naturally strong character. She's well able to stand up for herself, well able to express herself. And she has a lovely, lovely wide curved mouth here. So Angela is, is naturally very sociable, naturally very, She's very articulate. She's well able to speak and she's, she's naturally a good speaker. So you're well, you are well able to communicate verbally with people. And, and it's, it's very natural to you to speak. So if you, for example, if you were in a situation where you weren't allowed to speak or speak where your speech was repressed, that would be hugely stressful for you. That makes sense. That okay. Makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. So how's that? Very good. Thank you very much. Yeah. And can you do a quick one of Patty? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Very determined lady. Very determined lady. Lovely, lovely firm chin here. So when you want something, you're going to get, you're going to go for it. And please don't get in Patty's way when she's going for something. It's not a good idea. Um, again, well able to express yourself. And um, you've got you've got a different mouth shape. So you have you have a very you have a, I would describe a, a very sensual mouth shape. And that that when we when we use the word sensual, we typically associate that with the physical side of the physical side of life. But it, I don't just mean it there. I mean um if i were to meet patty to for patty to really enjoy the meeting and to relax the ambiance is important the environment is important so if if you're going if you want to have a business meeting with patty choose a really elegant place rather than just a little coffee shop on the corner it's not that she can't enjoy the little coffee shop but she'll feel so much more at ease if the if the atmosphere the environment the ambiance is really elegant and it and it's really tasteful does that make sense to you what yes um being ambitious and things like that in the past i have been very ambitious um, I do like a coffee shop though, but when you said environment, I'm one that doesn't like big crowds. So mm -hmm. that is definitely where you you hit it. 
on the nail is that I don't like to be in places that it's very, very crowded. Yeah, because crowded, like crowded means, sorry, I did cut across you there, Patty. Crowded means noisy. And noisy, noisy isn't elegant. Yes. So the 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 ambiance, not just not just the physical environment, but but the ambiance, if it's if it's a place where again it's got that lovely calm feeling, that's that's also part of the elegance that would appeal to you. Yes, definitely. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Joseph, for reading us. I appreciate yeah, it. Yes, thank you, Joseph. Please tell us a little bit about your book and share with the listeners why they would enjoy reading your book okay absolutely yeah well i don't know if you can see it there that's uh uh sorry i'm not that's okay face it's called face face facts there we go yeah face facts it's a very as you can see it's a very slim book and that's deliberately deliberately so um it's called face facts the art of reading your clients and prospects for sales recruitment and negotiation um, I was aiming it particularly as a, at a business audience, but it is really for anybody. Um, and it is, it's a very visual, it's a very visual book. Like there's, 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 there's lots of, lots of pictures right, right through it. Um, and it's deliberately a short information primer for people who want to learn about reading faces. It goes through like the, the eight basic face shapes recognized in the Chinese system, then like six forehead shapes, six eyebrows sort of thing. And it gives an illustration of each of them and what each variation means in terms of the personality. So it's it it's designed to be very practical, usable and accessible for people. And again, it's about helping people to recognize who it is they're actually engaging with so that they can communicate effectively and create ideally exceptional relationships. sounds like that's a book to to get where could people get your book okay if people want the hard copy um you get a, a signed hard copy directly from my website which is clearsightcommunications.com or you can get it on kindle get on amazon on kindle thank you are there different communication styles and what are they and how do you teach people about these yeah, there are many variations in communication style. Um, I know in, in NLP, for example, neuro-linguistic programming, they talk about auditory, kinesthetic, um, and or clear, clairvoyant, which is basically or, or visual, visual auditory, kinesthetic. Um, so basically I what what I I don't go so much into those, um, but what I do what I do talk about again is the the like the static facial features and what they indicate in terms of in terms of people's communication styles. So like I talked about the eyebrows there, for example. And then if somebody, for example, if somebody has a very vertical forehead which goes straight up, then again, they're much more logical and linear in their thinking. Whereas if the forehead is more curved like mine, they're more creative in their thinking. Mm -hmm. So they don't want it, they don't want to be nailed down to this is the system and this is the way we do it because this is the way we've always done it. So if somebody has a more curved forehead like that, they need to be allowed creative expression. Um, if you've got 
more going back to eyebrows if you got more sort of angled eyebrows angled down like this or like an inverted v shape they're more autocratic type personalities they will bark out the orders they expect to be obeyed so there are there are there are multiple variations and the thing is and again going back to the, the very beginning it's about recognizing the communication style of the individual you're speaking to now and the tuning adapting your communication so that you create a bridge rather than talking at them and so joseph can you share with younger people what might have changed with communication maybe some things have stayed the same mm -hmm. um and what do you see is changing with the next generations communicating online and in person? One of the big issues, and this comes up time and time again, is oh. this object. And that has severely inhibited communication for a lot of youngsters growing up nowadays. Um, I, I, I tell a story sometimes, a friend of mine a few years back um, her son was 17 and he was invited to a party, one of his birthday party, one of his friends. Uh, she drove him there and then she collected him afterwards. And when he got into the car, he was quite subdued. So she asked him, what's wrong? Was it, was it not a good party? And he said, no, it was terrible. She said, why, what happened? And he said, his friend's mother made them all leave their phones in the bowl on the table when they went inside the door and they had to sit inside the room or they had to go into the room and they had to talk to each other and they didn't know how. And so many young folk now have grown up with texting and emojis. And for some people, it's actually considered rude to make a phone call. Yeah. I was shocked. I was shocked yeah. when I heard that. And I've actually heard adults say that as well. But for some people now, it's it's actually rude to call somebody. And there and they do, and many people don't even like leaving voicemails. But when we do, when we don't hear the tone of voice even or don't don't speak directly to somebody, we're missing out on so much because it's so easy to misinterpret the tone of a text. And many people just use, um, what's what's it called? Uh, uh, what's it called? Text language where you're just abbreviating the words mm -hmm. all the time. So that that makes the words even shorter. And it's, it's really inhibiting converse, it's really inhibiting communication because so many people have lost the, are losing the social skills as well as their verbal skills. So I would be quite concerned about what is, what is coming as well as what's actually happening now. Well, I have grandchildren and I do talk with them. <laughs> we do sit down and talk. So, but they're young, you know, but I hope that continues. Yeah. Yeah. Vitally important. Yeah. Vitally important. So Joseph, how can our listeners find you or contact you about your services, your book, 
your courses, um, your theme presentations, and your YouTube channel. Yeah, um, my YouTube channel is um, a little behind the time, so I need to uh, I need to pay attention to that. But the 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 quickest way to reach me is on LinkedIn. I'm much more active there than anywhere else. I do have a Facebook page, but LinkedIn is the best way by some distance to communicate with me. My website is clearsightcommunications.com, um, but LinkedIn is by far the best way to reach me. That's your favorite platform where you're yes, at. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Great. And Joseph, is there anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Just going back to something I said earlier, recognize the value of a smile. Smiling is such a powerful tool for communication, but make sure you smile with your eyes as well. And remember also, silence is a very important part of communication as well, not to overspeak. So many people have a habit of speaking because of insecurity. But when you can sit in silence with somebody, peaceful silence with somebody, that's quite profound as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Please share this podcast with others. And you can find out about Joseph's services and products from our show notes. We'll have Joseph's contact information in the show notes. Thank you for listening to Building Better Relationships with Angela and Patty. Send us a message and please like or share the podcast or donate with the anchor donate button. We really value your feedback.